0: Hi there, this is Nico Hielich, I'm the author of the Fixed Money newsletter, and this is the first episode of my English podcast that will also be published on my Substack. I am a financial journalist based in Vienna, Austria. I've been covering the monetary system, its problems and possible solutions for well over a decade, and I'm still looking for answers, and one of the best ways to do that is simply to talk to people who are way smarter than myself and know a lot about their specific field of expertise. And this is what I will do in this podcast. For the first episode, I sat down with Jeff Booth. He's a tech entrepreneur, investor, and the author of Price of Tomorrow. He's very well known in the Bitcoin space, not for no reason. I had the pleasure to meet Jeff in the alpine village of Alpach in Tirol, where he spent three days, orange people, left, right and center. And I can tell you, it was a sight to behold. If you like content like this please subscribe on fixthemoney.substack.com leave a like and a review on your favorite podcast app it really helps out a lot and please also check out our sponsor 21 bitcoin the easy way to buy sell save and send bitcoin it's a bitcoin only app it's not an exchange there's no distractions there's individual saving plans very low fees very good personal support a german bank account it's based in the austrian alps and available throughout europe you can find it on the apple store on the google store and all the other app stores if there are any and you can find the link in the description. It's called 21Bitcoin. And also there's Shift Crypto. They are the inventors of the Bitbox O2 hardware wallet, the best hardware wallet there is for Bitcoin. It's Swiss technology, Bitcoin only. The interface is perfect. The security is high. And with our code money, you can get 5% off on your purchase. The link is in the description. I'm sitting here with Jeff Booth, author of The Price of Tomorrow, entrepreneur of, and um, CEO of EgoDeath Capital, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, hi, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm great, Nico. Great to see you again. We had a, an awesome panel, I have to say, today here at Altbach, which is in the Austrian Alps. It's a very prestigious, very old event where I managed to get you here, and I'm very glad that you came. Um, and we talked to a lot of young people who, from all over Europe who are not like Bitcoiners or experts at all, and it seemed to go pretty well.
1: It was incredible. And, uh, and to set the stage, a lot of the people that came here were, were probably anti-Bitcoin because of the, they, their belief in environmental uh, damage or its energy use. Um, and to see them do a 180 at the conference, uh, I think was a big deal. So it was, uh, I thought it was a really great conference.
0: Um, and it's only day one so far that there's going to be, there's going to be another stuff. We're also doing seminars and and, and whatnot. So that is really very positive. Um, I've read your last piece. What's it called? Uh, Finding signal in a noisy world. It took me four days. (laughs) (laughs) But that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Um, what, what's the aim of the piece?
1: Um, what you said is it, it took you four days, and and, uh, and and I think that's what I've seen with a whole bunch of people that have read it and then reread it and then reread it again, and each time they capture capture something else out of it. Um, what the aim out of the piece was it was showing people that it, it is normal uh, when you have a protocol layer technology like Bitcoin. Coming up against a system change from our existing system that they live in and measure the world in, it is normal to expect uh, people to misunderstand what that means for them, and then, and and as a as a byproduct of that, it's normal for them to to misunderstand um, the decentralized and security component of of Bitcoin um, and conflate that for a whole bunch of. Uh, Ethereum or altcoins, which, which must must sacrifice either security or, or decentralization, rendering those altcoins useless in the end. But, but from a human nature, fear, greed, understanding, and, and, and what, what, what people go through in trying to understand this, it's perfectly predictable to see, see this roll out. Um, so I wanted to walk through what that would look like. And I would wanted to walk through what it would look like because what what I find in Bitcoin is in Bitcoin itself you find a little bit of an echo chamber, people reinforcing, and they believe that that there's just this giant conspiracy theory against them and Bitcoin, where I believe it's mostly ineptitude, ignorance, and a system feeding back on itself. Incentives, right? Incentives, and and. And it's not. It's it's not. And I say mostly there are people in any system that are good or or, or there are bad bad actors in any system, but it's mostly an incentive system feeding back on itself. And and I see it in 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 my large group of friends that are not Bitcoiners, um, but great people, but completely misunderstand what's happening. And I see the same questions over and over and over again. And so I wanted to write a piece that would would give bitcoiners a way to tell others um, and a way to f- frame that that could be used kind of forever more in in removing some of the fear uncertainty doubt that people put on Bitcoin
0: but do you think that people who are convinced that Bitcoin is my space are going to take four days to read your piece
1: um, I think I think they will I think so <laughs> I put up a, a Twitter post the other day the a, a, um, the grasp of a lie is is uh, is lost one uh, one finger at a time and so we remember for for people in bitcoin we also went through a path to be able to understand it and every one of us uh, went through a past and a path and some of us got there really quickly um, because we knew the problems of the existing system and then we only had to do the deep research on bitcoin to see why it's so so different and some people I can't come more slowly, but once you're there, you believe everybody should know,
0: and that's the point, right? We we forget that we forget that we were there once, and 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 now we might even be mean about it on Twitter. Did you have a shitcoin face?
1: No, I didn't. I I, I I yeah, I never was in anything else, and 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 it's, I think it's because I just think through first principles, and I and 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 typically any decision I make, like let's use Bitcoin for example, I'm kind of always looking for where i'm wrong not where i'm right i'm not trying to reinforce where i'm right i'm trying to look for vulnerabilities in my thinking and so when i looked at other coins um i just it was so clear to me that they were there was no value there um it was and and when i say no value i got to be careful (laughs) um because for the entrepreneur building on something like ethereum that can. They, can, they think that they're providing value in, in their own way to other people. Their only mistake is, is trusting a chain that must be centralized. So their mistake is building on quicksand. Not necessary, so it might not be any intention or malice of the entrepreneur trying to build their value. They're just misunderstanding that that chain, that, that chain has to be centralized. In other words, all of their work is going to go to zero too, but if you were building on a chain like that and you were an entrepreneur and you had the sunk cost of all of that and you had, a, had an ecosystem of users using your thing, you would defend it at all costs because you would because you would want it to work.
0: That's what the the fierce the fierce you know um, um, fighting on, on Twitter and everywhere else comes from. And and there, there's many people building things on, on on Ethereum and other so-called smart contract chains. It's not like There isn't, you know, and they have maybe they have other interests, you know, maybe they actually are interested in art and want to do NFT stuff, and maybe they're not interested in taking down central banks.
1: Yeah, and and, and that's the thing. And remember, because of the blockchain trilemma, um, you can only solve two or three sides of a blockchain. Bitcoin solved decentralization and security, but left open scalability. Um, because it was uncompromising in, decentralizing, in decentralization and security. So all of those other coins either have to sacrifice security, which you can say, which would render them useless, right? If, even if you're building on top of it, eventually nobody's going to use something that's insecure. Um, or if, they are cent- if they're centralized, if they have to sacrifice centralization for, um, for scalability... Um, then they fail because of an economic reason, because a database is just a more efficient centralization tool than a blockchain. And so, so but that's hard to understand um, uh, at the first blush on Bitcoin why it's more like a protocol and it's going to develop in layers rather than a company. And so when people say it's old tech, um, they they miss that it's a protocol and it's making certain choices to be a protocol and the next layer of choice like lightning gives it more functionality without sacrificing the decentralization and security at the base layer. Um, And other layers are coming on top that open up an entire ecosystem on top of it where, where essentially, I believe, the smartest entrepreneurs will move their work on top of the most secure chain that now offers opportunity to scale on top of it. Where before they couldn't, you couldn't build on top of it. So, so it becomes it, it stands to reason why an entire ecosystem developed um, outside of Bitcoin because you and and and, and that entire re- ecosystem misjudged the the centralization of those the, uh, those blockchains um, because because they didn't understand this as the protocol layer. But those are those so. We're looking through a system, remember, the existing system we live in is four orders of magnitude bigger than, uh, than, than Bitcoin. And
0: four orders of magnitude does not mean four times bigger. No. This is important. This is <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Four orders of magnitude bigger.
1: Um, and, and it drives all of our decision-making process, and it's, it's being corrupted. It's just information being corrupted. So everybody's looking through that misinformation, and thinking that they have better knowledge than everyone else, and everyone is falling into trap of my 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 knowledge is best, and they reinforce into a little cycle. They think they actually think they're right in that. Um, as a new protocol that is hard to understand is being developed, that is cha- uh, taking that. So so anyways, the chaos in the system um, is completely understandable. From uh, if you just step back and you look at what's happening in 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 the in, in the bigger system we live in, to the protocol layer. But but what this eventually looks like is I think a a new peer to peer internet inclusive of money money that 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 broadly transfers all of that value to society through uh, uh, through through
0: the uh, through a decentralized secure network. I think, and that's also why. It's really hard to, to understand sometimes when categories like decentralization and even censorship persistence, they haven't even existed before Bitcoin, right? Yeah, and, and I think that's um, I wrote about that in that piece
1: too, because we've never had decentralization and security together. So we, so we sacrificed, because we couldn't do that, we, we sacrificed some centralizations of in, institutions. And then the rule of law uh, protected us from those institutions getting out of hand. And so the Magna Carta, Bill of Rights, Constitution, those are all essentially enshrined rights for people to protect themselves from the centralization of, uh, of, uh, of the institutions. But what happens over time is money is superior in um, or more important than law in creating, in creating the, the, those rights. And, and, and if you want to prove that, you could look all over the world and you could say where money is most broken, rule of law is most broken. And so when money is broken, and is bro- then what ends up happening is the people closest to the money write new laws. Or the people that have the most money can defend their actions in court forever and, and stay, essentially stay above the law while well, the people that are without access to money have no chance um and so so people that believe falsely believe that that their rule of law protects them from manipulation of money um are in for a rude awakening for what happens in the world if uh, if the existing system keeps moving rule of law falls away rules are changed individual rights and freedoms m- move away and 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 if the institution protects itself from um, which
0: which which hurts people you said a new peer-to-peer internet and i have two questions first of all have you seen the show silicon valley um i have obviously yeah. you have <laughs> yeah. um and it's all about that right the, the show if you watch it now it's like are they talk and bitcoin actually plays a pretty big role right. um in, in the show which is fun um but they, they talk about the so-called decentralized internet and there's another group of people talking about a peer-to-peer internet, and that's the Web3 crypto VC guys, right? Um, so, what are, are you saying that that we are going? We're seeing now, like this Gartner hype cycle, we're seeing this 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 hype of Web3, whatever you want to call it, right now. And then the actual Web3 will, will be what Jack Dorsey is calling the Web5, right? So, you, are you saying that most of this, or maybe all of this, is going to be built on Bitcoin?
1: Yeah. I, number one, I don't even know what Web three means. I don't. I don't understand blockchain other than Bitcoin. I don't know. What, all of these things just conflate, and make it more confusing to people. That's exactly why I wrote the piece. So I, I'm aligned with Jack Dorsey on what that will look like. Whether you call it Web five, whether you call it what you could call it anything. Um, these labels typically come after the fact, and they come as a way to convince. Other people to put money into in, into something it doesn't much matter. What I would say is, um, the internet, while it was decentralized um, and open for all, um, centralizes on top. And 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 so what did it do? DARPA in the from a protocol layer, DARPA in the nineteen late nineteen sixties, TCP IP, which is the the ability for computers to talk to each other in the late 1960s I'm sure there's nobody that thought it would turn into what it is today and in 1989 HTTP on layer four connected the ability to computers to talk to each other with our ability to hyperlink sites together which was the formation of the world wide web. but in 1989 if you talked or in 1995 if you talked to people about, what would come later? Remember, Google didn't start; wasn't founded until two thousand. Uh, Facebook not till two thousand eight. If if you talked to Apple, was two thousand and six, the iPhone. Um, if you talked to people using the exact same protocol technology or sim, mostly similar protocol technology, it would open up that innovation and create all of that, all of what we take for granted today. Most people would have thought you were crazy. That's what's happening today. Um, on, on Bitcoin and the layers on top of Bitcoin that are opening up entirely new use cases to be able to, to essentially trade peer to peer with everybody. And what's important about that is it's decentralized and secure at the, at the base layer. And, and I often say, so why did the internet, um, centralize around a few big, big players and it centralizes because because we want it to. And it centralizes because network effects. Say of Google, um, you could go to page four hundred and fifty-two thousand on any search on Google, but you never do. You trust the you 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 trust this, the uh, Google to put the right results in, in for you, and you get a feedback mechanism of what their decisions are, and and you're sharing all your information, and that makes it. stronger and stronger and stronger and while you have manipulated money feeding into that feedback there is no free market for anyone else to be able to compete with that it gets stronger and stronger and it prices out everybody else and we choose through our wanting to centralize to make our lives easier to make them stronger at our expense And there's actually no way to break it but in a decentralized world on top uh, on a top on top of Bitcoin on top of Bitcoin, there is a way to break it, because the free market. What ends up happening is there's always competitors offering better and better choice, and our value, um, uh, and, and and the and that those competitors are going to bring down prices for the entire society. In fact, a lot of the stuff on top of this layer are going to make themselves irrelevant, and that's unless they um, unless they. Increase their value to you, um, they're going to make themselves irrelevant because other competitors are going to come
0: in and force price down. It took the centralized financial system that we have today about 400 years from the founding of the Bank of Amsterdam to the... Um, the bailout, basically, of the of the bank of 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 the Reichsbank, the first real central bank. There was first a, a private central bank, and then of course it overprinted, and the government bailed it out just to have the the chance to overprint themselves. Yeah. Um, it took them four hundred years. It took them more than two hundred years to demonetize gold and take it, get it under their control, centralize it, and and make it a non factor. Right? It's. I mean, you have to admit it's very hard to see. This system just going away and being replaced by another system. I mean, how is this going to happen? Yeah, and
1: and I think it's actually... So it's failed more times already, and there was never an alternative. So the alternative was... The alternative was war and a reset through war with the victor changing the rules to a new monetary system that effectively said, we promise not to do it again. Right. That's what... That's what World War One was, um, and, the, the, and and not fixing the problem led to World War Two, and 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 then that problem was papered over through Bretton Woods and and the um, uh, and, and gold tying constraints to 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 governments on on money until 1971, when 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 the U.S. kind of gold and the U.S. dollar, and then U.S. dollar. Uh, it, it abandoned gold and essentially said, essentially defaulted um, and repriced the system um, uh, through the inflation, pushed the pain to, to to others, and created the petrodollar system. And which in the petrodollar system really meant that, that the U.S. got free energy and everybody else had to pay for energy.
0: That's why you drive gigantic cars that need like twenty liters a meter, and we have tiny cars, but they can drive forever. Exactly.
1: And so it gave an unfair advantage to the holder of the currency. And that, whole, and, and that unfair advantage for a long time then became a disadvantage because other, other countries pegged to that same dollar, it causing the Triffin dilemma. And the U.S. had to essentially hollow out all of their industries. There had to be, they had to be the buyer for the world, and everyone else and, and others were the seller for the world. And that, that, imbalance has to be, that imbalance has to be fixed. The world needs a neutral reserve currency. Um, and the only thing I've seen in, in the environment that we are in that could serve that is Bitcoin. Now, people say it could be uh, to gold, people, but if you imagine a use case where, where, where Russia, China, and the U.S. have to agree to reprice everything to their gold... Um, to be able to to carry on without war those those nations would have to trust each other other as the largest holders of gold and that everyone else in the world follows suit on that new on that system at the same time Bitcoin is growing as fast as it is on a network effect on both Bitcoin on the core level and lightning on on, on layer two it's hard for me to see um, that there is any other, valid, uh, valid, um, way to transition from one system to another. Now then go going into, will it end overnight? No chance. It's going to be chaotic. It's going to be chaotic on both systems. If you just, if you were living in a transition that was this, this great and you had, you were monetizing a new global, global currency from zero, what would you expect it to look like? Right? It looks pretty much exactly what you would expect it to look like yeah <laughs> um, and 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 so that's that's what's happening and, and at the end of the day uh, what I think is going to happen is you you could divide all all assets of the entire balance sheet of the world by 21 million and that's what each Bitcoin would be worth but it's gonna it's going be
0: chaotic getting there I do. You said this before. Um, before we turn on the, the mic, and I also say this. Uh, I also have to uh, to laugh when I say. You know what I find fascinating about Bitcoin? Oh, there's actually many things that are fascinating. <laughs> uh, and th- so, so I like to think of like current obsessions. You know, and one one of my current obsessions is thinking of Bitcoin as a social network, basically, uh, because money is a social network. And without Bitcoin, we would not be sitting here. We would not even know each other. Right. And, and it's very getting getting. To talk to people who have the same, literally the same values—not like the same social values, but like the same monetary values as you—opens um, up a whole new world because you can just start. There's a basis, right? There's a basis. Like um, for some people, it look, it looks like a religion, like a cult, yeah. right? Um, and and they they say this to this, to, to, to 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 bash bitcoiners. Um, I always think, okay, but there's many people who are actually very religious, and it's not very nice to use religion as an insult um but but still, I mean, how do we guard against you know total bubble group thing you know what I mean? There's some of that in Bitcoin
1: um, but but it also uh, it, and I want to be careful without that, that group because there's enough there's enough people in Bitcoin that are actually trying to poke holes in it i think that what that label comes from is not from bitcoiners but it comes from outside and the bitcoiners are constantly trying to poke holes in their thesis they're trying to invalidate their thesis i know for me i'm constantly looking for where could i be wrong in this and what could this look like and what other risks are there constantly so so well that so when you understand something though so deep and you understand and you understand the plumbing of both systems, um, and, and how they're transitioning. Then when people kind of say it looks like a cult, it doesn't really touch you because that's their perspective. They're welcome to their perspective. And eventually they're going to, they're going to understand it. Um, or not. Um, but, um, but, what somebody else says about me in this doesn't touch me
0: it it's really important and good to meet to meet um, people bitcoiners people interested in bitcoin in real life because then you see that it's it's not a quote-unquote cult and you can see that there's people from all over the world um from different you know backgrounds different ages suddenly you know falling down the bitcoin rabbit hole for some reason or the other um and now we have we have a couple of accelerating factors. There's the inflation, there's the censorship of money, the politicization of money. Um, is this just going to accelerate? Are we ever going to go to go back to, I don't know, are we ever going to go back to the normality of pre-2020 even?
1: Yeah, it, keep, keep in mind, I just want to go back for one second. If somebody wants to uh, call this a cult, And it's based on truth, hope, and a better future for humanity. Sign me up. I'm all in. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) because 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 I would ask them in that case to defend their monetary cult that they're in, and why they believe that uh, that a system should be able to to destroy to, to to who should have the right to destroy your time by pressing a pressing a button. And if you believe in that. That that system, it has to work that way. Then you might yourself be in a cult.
0: <laughs> There's this brilliant YouTuber called What If Altist. Um, I don't know if you know him, but he does amazing videos. If you ever is going to hear that, this is a huge shout out. Um, and he does a lot about history of civilizations, history of religions, and he basically argues that, well, religious behavior is normal in human beings, um, and and we do even atheists, you know. They might be vegans and or they might be religious about their, their soccer football club or or religious about some other thing. So we have that even if we don't think we do. Um and he says that it's it's just totally normal. And and the fact that many people in the West um think that they don't have that makes them a bit, you know, um detached from, from reality and 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 having something to believe in actually gives you gives you purpose in life. And that's a good thing. And just
1: Imagine, just to go back in time, imagine 1600s and Galileo looks up at the star and he realizes Copernicus Comer- is right and that the the, uh, the Earth travels around the sun instead of the religious orthodoxy that the sun travel- uh, travels around the, the Earth and the Earth is the center of the universe. Um, and he knows he's right. right? That's and, then, I said, that's and, and then he has other people look through and observe it through telescopes and they know he's right. But everything you read in the world says he's wrong. What would it look like to him at that time? and that's and, and, and similarly, that's what's happening today. the the there's a bunch of people that know they're right on the system. It's, it's, it's it, and and there's a bunch of our history and and our existing system biases that haven't seen that yet. but that's so what would it look like at this time? It looks exactly the same as any major change that that challenges the status quo it's uh the status the status quo or the existing power defends the existing power by by trying to trying to stop or throw fear uncertainty doubt or imprisoning in galileo's case imprisoning him um um and and that's that's just normal
0: well the 31st of october was the day that martin luther um Nailed his ideas to the to the church, the famous church, that I forgot the names. of, But it was an attack on the centralized nature of of the church, basically an attack on, and it was successful. I mean, but the centralized church did survive, and it's still there. So, um, how long are we going to see both systems? Um, I hope for some time, actually,
1: because because and and when I I gotta be careful uh, in in, say, in saying that. And let's just look at the alternatives. So the alternatives. Let's say central banks all over the world stop stop printing. If they stopped printing, and you can see the uh, the, the timing of this podcast release is going to tell us some, something. But if Jay Powell next week doesn't uh, doesn't pivot and ease, then markets are going to continue to unwind, and it's going to cause a credit. A credit collapse, and that credit collapse is going to lead to massive joblessness, and house prices are going to fall like crazy. And, and if you kept ha- happening, the counterparty risk of the credit falling all over is going to it, cause a global depression, um, and it's going to get worse and worse. At the end of that, if there were no printing, there wouldn't be a bank left, because the entire money we trust is a credit-based system that requires growth in credit to survive. And if you kept letting that fall, everything would keep falling until until it doesn't. And until it doesn't is a reflation of the credit-based system. But as you let it fall and as it starts to roll over and unwind, the amount of credit because you've just destroyed credit because it goes bankrupt and all of that is is destroyed – the amount of credit that's that is going to take to, or amount of manipulation of money, let's say, to be able to try to stop that unwind, is going to is is just going to blow people's brains. So if they, rumors, it's kind of first 350 trillion billion in 2008, then 700 billion, which kept coming up to four and a half trillion in the last crisis. So you're an order your order of magnitude greater. And the next one will be an order of magnitude greater. Maybe not quite that big.
0: Did you see the inflation reduction? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was. You have to laugh because, you know, you, everywhere around the world, uh, governments are fighting inflation with, with money. <laughs> yeah. But but uh, in the U.S., um, there was only like, what, 690 billion? I mean, yeah. those are rookie numbers. Right. Those are 2008 numbers. Where's the real money? Exactly.
1: And, it, and it's coming. And, that's a, and it has to come. Um, it's mathematically, and, and that's when I said, I hope for some time. What I meant is, government. So we couldn't live in a system that their entire way of life collapses. So you can guarantee, no matter who you vote for, they're going to lie to you and create more money, and they're going to, and they're going to be printing into inflation, um, and you're going to, and energy prices are going to go higher, and you're going to, and and you're going to, you're gonna, unhinging of currencies one after another um and and that's going to wreak havoc on people's beliefs and that's believing that they lived in a stable currency regime um that is all of a sudden unstable and prices are changing they're going to be forced to say what's going on here and the more and more people that are what's going on here are going to find bitcoin because it's a neutral money system that's that's outside of the system and those people are going to do the same thing that you did, same thing that I did. They're going to start learning. It's going to open their eyes, and they're going to start learning. And depending on how fast they get to uh, up up to speed, they're going to make a vote, uh, a vote with their with their money to join the Bitcoin ecosystem. And all of those people, in fact, ideas change through us, right? We believe a government has so much power because we give it the power. And so so all, all of the people that are yelling at the existing system and marching against the existing system are actually, they don't know it, but they're actually making the existing, existing system more powerful. The existing system? The existing system. The people who are marching against it. it, it and, and so marching on the street... Mm-hmm. Because, because,
0: because. that's all part, you know, part. like like having demonstrations on the street, a bit police there, a bit of screaming there. That's all part of the existence. It's part of the
1: existing system. What, it, what I mean by that is, and then and then and then you're having anxiety throughout the world in, in increasing, and you're having homelessness increasing, and you're having food crisis increasing. And how is the existing system going to solve that? So you march against the existing system. How's the existing system going to solve that? you are going to create more money. To be able to to pretend they can solve it and they're gonna make the problem worse. That's the system we live in. And so who in that system could solve it? It's unsolvable from the existing system. And so some of those people are going to wake up and realize the only way to solve it is from a new system, that it emerges slowly and and methodically against this system. And so so when that's the asymmetric bet in, in Bitcoin because, it, and yes, the people that go early are going to create untold wealth for themselves because they're earlier, just like any network change. But that, the new rules of the new
0: system benefit all humanity. I mean, we could be in this extremely shitty situation that we are in right now with the inflation, the war and everything and not have Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, that would be a bad day because these, these if you look throughout history, are reset through war. We've never reset a currency, we've never reset a world uh, uh, currency when we've had nuclear weapons. Nine nations with nuclear weapons, more coming on all the time, because, because... um, be, uh, be, and and so what that means is as you're trying to reset the currency through
0: through oh, wait, we did once when only the U S had nuclear weapons but, and they said how about we use <laughs> the dollar but, but that's that's exactly it. that's what change that's what changes this now
1: you have any as this transition as this transition happens you have and you're pushing people to the brink and their nations are pushing now you have nine nations with some crazy. Any any single person that presses a button, and you have escalating conflict with with weapons that could do
0: a lot of damage to
1: to well, our species.
0: Thankfully, I think even the the Russians and the Soviets implemented multi-seek when it came comes to the to the nuclear weapons, so it's not like one right, person. Right, but right. It, it, I mean, something can go ab- yep. absolutely wrong. Um, but in Europe right now, we are seeing inflation like we haven't seen since at least the 1970s, immediately after Nixon closed the gold window, which is a euphemism for defaulting on yeah. on, on, on their debts, um, we had very, very high inflation. Back then, it did come down again because because uh, Volcker, you know, he basically said, okay, we're going to risk a recession in the US um, and we're going to, to 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 make the dollar strong again, right? You know, Jay Powell is a huge fan of, of, of Paul Volcker. So my question is, is that possible today because the uk has they're they're thinking eight more than 18 percent of inflation next year um my own rent has already risen twice this year um this is the 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 biggest economic crisis i've ever seen it's the biggest economic crisis my parents have ever seen because it's an economic crisis inflation is a crisis that hits everybody it's not like the pandemic it's not like a 2008 which is basically just on the television um, this hits everybody. This is something people talk about every day. And for me, who has been warning about inflation every, uh, for years before, it's totally bizarre because it's not like I'm perfectly prepared. I'm not like, you know, you can't perfectly prepare, but, but, but it's totally bizarre how quickly it went. So let's be, let's be real here. Can this be turned around with traditional means or are we actually seeing the beginning of hyperinflation in the West?
1: yeah you're seeing it can't be turned around through to traditional means it, when volcker um, imposed that uh, that, that um, essentially uh, stopped inflation um, us debt to gdp um, was uh, at the uh, at the government level was 30% about 30% today us debt to gdp is is 130% so so what by increasing rates and tightening money supply then the government itself is insolvent and by the way that is just the the uh, the unfunded liabilities pensions and and, and such it pushes that to 300 percent so you have the reference rate currency that all other currencies are pegged to that technically mathematically has no way out because if if interest rates go up and i remember what happened in 81 uh, interest rates went up and the economy crashed when the economy crashes, government revenue goes down. Um, not only that, their their cost goes up because all the social programs and everything else they have to pay. So if you add up all the entitlement spending um, with the military and uh, the interest on expenses, and, and that interest on in expenses is, is at the low interest rate. Interest rates go up. It puts the US in a default, a default position really quickly. Um, where I think right now the the yearly deficit, um, not debt, is, is 6%, so 6% of GDP, and so that will explode. And so it'll take up all of the money as, as tax revenue fall, falls, in, in, as, a, as a recession comes on. It will take up all of the money, and the debt grows exponentially at that point. It gets faster and faster and faster, and it becomes unrepayable. Un- Ultimately, what I just said is is why there is no possible way out of this, other than other than massive easing. And if you had massive easing, which would create hyperinflation or way higher inflation rates.
0: Well, but, but because you have to, you have since to. the pandemic, people are there. Is, there has been this, the Greenspan put for the market since the two thousands, yeah. and now we have like a government put. Um, since the pandemic, you know, people are expecting to just get some money.
1: So, so every single economic equation today comes down. Everybody's waiting around on twelve old men when they're going to press the button and destroy currency. The entire existing world and every pricing mechanism in it is based on that calculation. Seems a little crazy. Seems a little risky for uh, for the world. But that's unfortunately the world. Your house lives there. Your the house values would not be nearly where they are. Without without that put, without that increase of leverage and, and decrease of interest rates. By the way, that's going to happen again. There's going to be massive easing um, at some point. I can't tell you when. And it's going to be really volatile because what's, what people are going to do inside of that is they're going to lever at the wrong time. They're going to see people getting getting rich and they're going to take out a bunch of leverage at the wrong time. And because I need a to house too. And then it's going to crack the other way, and they're going to be wiped out. And this this is going to happen at an increasing frequency, um, just like it did in Germany in the uh, in, in the '30s, leading to over the Weimar Republic. If you look at kind of the what happened on that chart, um, you should link to the chart in this uh,
0: in this podcast. Yes. The gold chart. The gold chart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Looks like
1: the Bitcoin chart. It looks like the Bitcoin chart that's that's why because it's not it's in, it's not Bitcoin failing it's existing currency regime failing and so that is unfortunately in our future
0: did you know that there is there's more Bitcoin nodes running in Germany than anywhere else in the world <laughs> I didn't know that but that doesn't surprise me because it doesn't surprise it, because me. It, me. It, because you would
1: think in Germany that they understand sound money
0: they do they yeah. do but um, things are so messed up after the last 50 years that the the level of of dialogue um, like in in I I'm calling it mainstream media not not to bash it but so people know what I'm talking about It's the level of dialogue in in, in mainstream media is, is so poor um, that that there's no no you know there's no connection but and I thought about this a lot because I think we we couldn't even had had like Bitcoin it was good that the internet is there first because we need this, this information and this dissemination of information and this connection of people. We need that. We we don't we won't understand Bitcoin without the information, right? right. In the nineteen seventies with like newspapers, if we had something like magic like Bitcoin, nobody would know about it. Right. So so what are you looking for um in the next one or two years? What what's like what's your expectations what we're gonna see?
1: Oh it's hard to it's hard to predict. Kind of the tail events that are going to happen with increasing frequency, um, but it is, uh, but it, it, like which uh, I've said often, which snowflake causes the avalanche and people are looking, asking which is the next snowflake. And I just think on a, all of this is coming. And, and it's going to and those snowflakes are going to accumulate and there's going to be avalanches uh, everywhere and one of those avalanches is going to take down the whole system
0: well if you if you if you read in the history books that you know suddenly Russia attacked Ukraine the uh, gas and energy prices shot up um, the the West reacted harshly with sanctions and censored their money and, and and even the Chinese saw that and then you had two blocks Um I mean, the, the Russians and the Chinese know that they can they can basically drive the West into this hyperinflationary scenario if they want to, um, and 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 we mean we were talking about here we were told the other thing would happen yeah. you know that they would collapse and I wish collapse on nobody but um, the real problem here is that the West, especially Europe, because let's be honest here, Europe is going to collapse first and it's going to collapse harder because the US has a lot better cards in this whole game. Um, we're not prepared for this. The Russians have been living in a, in a shit world for 200, 400 years. They know nothing else. They are very resilient, you know. Um, and the same goes for Indians and, and, and Sri Lankans. You know, Sri Lankans know that their government doesn't work for them. But here, people still, you know, buy into the whole idea of the state takes care of you. Um, now, now, play what happens when that happens.
1: And there's new allies and new enemies, even within Russia, as people turn inwards to protect themselves and and try to and to, protecting themselves, say, I don't care what the EU does. I need energy, mm-hmm. and I'm and 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 instead of and and if I print more digital units, my energy prices go way up. We can't print it. It's the can't, euro. You, we can't, can, print you it. can't print energy. Right. Uh, we can't print you any money can't either. Can't print money. And so energy uh, energy continues to rise in, in this environment. And now nations start to think, okay, I'm going to take care of my people's starvation or their energy needs before I think about my neighbor. And it's and it turns into every person from themselves or every nation for themselves. And that's why war typically expands, because because we don't typically see what that does to our individual. It's okay. We can think about our neighbors. Well, we well, we can eat and and and, and feed ourselves and, and and provide energy, and then when we can't, it's protect us first. And so you're gonna you're gonna see rising protectionism. You're gonna see you're going to see um, chaos between 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 countries that are gonna have. Let's take J- Japan for instance. They don't have energy independence. Um, they're they're a major trading ally with the U.S. Um, and what happens when when they can no longer defend the, the yen or do they sell their US treasuries to defend the yen and then what is what does the u.s do do they, do they print more money to be able to to as a rollover of debt <laughs> they have to they have, they have to fund the world and as that as that happens and Japan goes through hyperinflation and can't get energy how do how do they act with with when their people are, or uh, when their economy is facing ruin because they can't have the energy to run their critical components in the supply chain, um, or their people don't have, to have energy? Do you think Do you think they'll elect somebody to make a different deal on energy? And, and 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 again, that's actually why these things are hard to predict because typically what ends up happening is people want to say, "Is this one thing?" And they don't see the second order and third order consequences of the one thing. They don't see the, the, the people changing their attitudes with everything that happens as a natural consequence of broken money. And so all of these things are, are going to happen in the next couple of years.
0: A last question. Is, are there any signs right now that the United States of America are going to go down the Bitcoin route? in order to restore sound money within sound money and capitalism, like it's quote-unquote supposed to be? And in the process, are they going to face down communist China, brackets that is going to die out anyway because of their stupid one-child policy, and in 60 years they're going to ha- have half the population and going to basically collab, collapse? So it's only a med- it's like a time thing. Is that a possibility in your, in your opinion? But the U.S. can do that? Yeah, I think it's actually most likely. Um, uh,
1: Bitcoin is completely aligned with the Declaration of Independence. The Declaration of Independence is what gave the U.S., through through individual rights and freedoms and a free market, gave the U.S. an outstanding growth curve, which was then manipulated over time for control, which was then captured over time for control. But ultimately... um, Free markets perform better because free markets are, and free markets produce more wealth for individual people in a nation, because it's all of our ideas contributing, and they only work when we use them. And so, so the U.S. was founded on those principles. Actually, U.S. Constitu- uh, uh, Constitution is based on hard money. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. Sure. And and so there's so, and 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 also. Because the states each have individual power in that, um, I can see. I, I can see the it, it's 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 not as centralized as other nations, and, and because the states ha, have their have their own power, I can say, I, I in other words, I see, I see a greater likelihood that the U.S. breaks up than them banning
0: Bitcoin altogether. So are we in the West? Just with, there's two ways, you know, to, to derail a train, right? You can jump on the brakes, or you can or you can press on the on, on the accelerator, right? Are we in the West just going to burn it all down? Because then then we could start again with Bitcoin, um, with with the East thinking they just won, um, but in the act in the actual fact they didn't, because we would start on the very the demographics of the US is very good. Europe's are not that good, but that's a whole different ballpark. Um, and the EU is, I don't know where they're going, but it, it doesn't feel good, you know. Um, and it, so its you said we need a new reserve currency. We also need a fresh start. And we're only going to get that with, with something like a hyperinflation.
1: Um, so... On a, on a hyperinflation, then it would bring debt real debt to GDP uh, down and that would be a fresh start. But the global the world doing it at the same time, there still has to be buyers and sellers. So that't that doesn't solve the, the, that doesn't solve the, the, the problem that reset it just it kicks the can down the road and it concentrates wealth and power very narrowly in okay. a very small number of people. As that's concentrated in a very small number of people, then you, lose, you completely lose the free market. The, it, the only way that that can, uh, that can persist is through co- uh, through coercion. So you're going to actually elect people that are going to remove individual rights and freedoms on the way through to that. Technically, if you ran inflation for long enough, then real debt come, comes down. You hurt your population, um, and it, it's a restart. If every nation tries to do the same thing, it leads. I think it leads to totalitarian control. Okay. Um, and we so don't want that. We don't want that. So, so that's actually, and, and so that's why the system actually can't, there is no resolve from the system. But just like any network transition, a network transition like, like this or technology more broadly favors the people furthest away from a monopoly because the people closest to the monopoly are most empowered by it and they typically do the exact same things too increase their power at the expense of the people further away and you could look at the money monopoly and you could look at the people further away it would be in africa and south america and and now further away is increasingly because the u.s is going to have to choose going to germany is going to have to choose whether to keep supporting italy and spain and portugal or not you're going to see them choose themselves at the expense of the periphery and the periphery is getting closer and closer to the core. That's what's that's what's happening out of the existing system. And now all of those periphery which are going to hit problems first actually have an advantage to move to bitcoin earlier. And so what you're going to have typically innovation comes from the bottom up, not the top down, whether that's money or not. And 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 this bottom up innovation on mon- money from bitcoin is it's going to be the greatest wealth transfer the world has ever seen to the have-nots
0: from the haves. So that would be the sl- slower transition without like global hyperinflationary scenarios. It would be the slower transition and the better transition. I, that's what I believe.
1: And, 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 the, and the better and, and the faster the rails are built... So remember, Bitcoin, most people probably listening, but maybe not to your podcast because you're deep into Bitcoin, most people that even think about Bitcoin, first they probably think about it as a Ponzi scheme. The people that are one step deeper and see it, okay, it's a store of value. Most of those people don't understand lightning network on top of it and how it's, a, it's turning into a medium of exchange for yeah. and, um, and how fast that's growing. They're not looking at what's coming, they're looking... Uh, historically at what was and, and and misunderstanding what is coming on top of this. And so when I'm investing in this ecosystem and I've, we've seen over 260 companies in this ecosystem and you understand what's coming, it gets very, very hopeful for a transition that brings more people on faster, safer, more secure and gives more value. Um, all the At the same, at the same time, as the existing world is collapsing and amplifying
0: that that work. That's the crazy thing about Bitcoiners is when, and, and and that's why it's a magnet in a way. So the world's going mad. Inflation is rampant. There's war. There's the, the media is, is 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 not to be trusted anymore. It's it's just it's just complete chaos. And then you enter a room of Bitcoiners. And everybody is jolly, has having a jolly good time, and 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 looking forward to the future. It's 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 a bizarre, but it's like that.
1: It it is it is like that, and 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 because once you understand it at that level, and you understand how fast the, this is moving, it's very hopeful. Hope, truth, hope, abundance. That's it. Paves the way for it. It's a bridge to the other side. It's a bridge to, uh, it's a bridge to a system
0: that is lined with the best of in us, instead of. Aligned to the worst in us. I'm glad you said the word bridge, so I can say let's let's do the bridge to to the end of the podcast. Um, Jeff, where can we find your latest piece? Where can we find you and everything about you?
1: Um, I just posted the latest piece for free on Medium, so it's uh, finding signal in a noisy world. Um, and the best place for me is just on Twitter at Jeff Booth.
0: Jeff, thank you so much. Um, that was that was amazing talk. Thank you.